everybody. Welcome back to the Toy Lines Podcast, the episode number 22, our Christmas list. Me and Westoff, and with me as always is... Tommy Romero. How you doing, Tom? Good. It was a great week. Good. It has been a great week. For those that do not know, there is a wizard guide to podcasts. They were kind enough to have me on their show. Unfortunately, I was hopped up on painkillers because I just got out of surgery. Probably 12 hours later, I was on the air. So if I seemed a little off, that's the reason why. But Adam and Michael are two great guys. You should listen to The Wizard's Guide to Podcast. Great show. If you're a fan of 90s comics, that's a show to listen to. We did get into some toy stuff, which was nice, but... You have to come here for the toy stuff, unfortunately. So they're not they're not geared. As a matter of fact, I think it was Adam that was like, "Why'd you call us? We're we're not about toys. We're we're about '90s comics." So it's really kind of when the toys began coming for for comics. Oh yeah, Harlan Toys was yeah. yeah. It's uh, when things became kid stuff to adult collector, really. So does the wizard guide to podcasts is it like each episode is a new is is a different it's based on issue? every issue, yes. Okay, so they're reviewing every issue until from one to, to whatever it ended at. Correct. Okay. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a great show. Yeah, really professional guys. I mean, they, they really love what they're talking about. It That's was cool. nice to it was actually nice to get into some comic talk. I haven't been in comics in a while, just toys. It was nice to talk about comics for a change. And speaking of comics, What's massive bloodbath part two at DC Comics. DC Comics is dead, as far as I'm concerned. They're I think I think that's what DC stands for is dead comics. Because yes, pretty they much. are pretty much rest in peace. Well, it's a shame because here's what's gonna happen. It's gonna be like the Toys R Us wave. All these comic stores that were dependent on the other half, because think about it, DC Comics makes up a huge chunk of the overall sales pie. Sure. You got pretty much a big four. You got DC, Marvel, MH, IDW, or five, if you want to cut Dark Horse. And then, you know, um, people mostly come in for at least two or three of the main companies being DC, Marvel, and Image. So now you're taking one away. And uh, if you're not a Marvel fan or, you know, or an image fan. Well, I'm just worried reason. about the the retail stores, the direct yeah. market. You know, yeah. they're going to, you know, as with everything, you know, they're going to be hurting. And I'm sure they're hurting enough already from COVID. And I was just going to say that it's not all of COVID's fault. I it, Don't get me wrong. COVID had a big part of it with Diamond shutting down. But you take away DC. I mean, well, as far as I've heard, DC is going all digital. So no print. Right, and I also read. So I also read that main characters, maybe like six books. Uh, just, we'll throw out that number, yeah. yeah. Um, maybe a backup story, kind of like in the old days, even before we read. Yeah, it's just uh, gonna be Superman, Batman, and then the writers, possibly the- Wonder Woman, only I- because DC has to give a big chunk to the Marston Foundation every time they use Wonder Woman. So DC takes kind not a hurting, but they don't make as much on Wonder Woman as they would for Superman or Batman. So I also heard that the writers are taking a hit since they're oh everybody is like everybody to, right now is just trying to get their stuff done just so they can get paid. Yeah, well, but, but even with the future books that they're going to put out, that they want basically top notch comic, and you're going to be getting paid like a minimum amount of money compared to, I guess what they were getting, um, which means you know, that's going to affect, that could affect the the quality of a book, you know, or a lot of writers might be out of work now. Uh, it's just messes up so many things. Well, a lot like, of writers and artists also. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, and then there's you're also- not going to get the cream of the crop anymore. You know, you're not going to no. get, you're not going to get like a Neil Adams Superman any anytime soon. Or well, it's, it's so I think I don't know. I think um because so Jeff it, Johns just left. Right, he went to Image. Last I heard, Jim Lee, his final assignment, or in quotes, final assignment is he's doing a licensing guide right. with all the okay. characters in. 
Yes, that's I read the same thing. And then um, there's possible, so like the licensing guide, they might license the character out to somebody. So, you know, Batman might show up somewhere else. Um, well, I, I also heard that they're going to be overpriced characters. Like a hypothetical, let's say Marvel wants to do yes. a Superman comic book or, you know, have another Superman, Spider-Man team up. They're going to pay out the nose just for Superman. It kind of makes you wonder, think though, like, so that say they want to do that, would Marvel actually pay that price? Because, you know, like, well, here's the backfire on them. Yeah, exactly. Here's the fear I have now. So, Mickey and Disney are seeing what DC's doing, or AT&T is doing DC. Marvel's going to follow suit. They're going to start cutting. I hope not, but I'll be honest with you, personally, I think Marvel stopped caring about comics ever since the first Iron Man movie. Well, that was my thing, is that if DC's doing this, they're going to be focusing more on film and merchandise. Well, that's all AT&T wanted to do with these characters. So, like, Give let's see what happens with this new Batman movie. But there's two options if the Batman movie doesn't do well, then they're just gonna make another one with a different actor and go, yeah, exactly. Batman will just go away for a couple of years, and yeah, then and they'll try to pull up, make it more like, say, Christopher or uh, Christopher Nolan's or do something like that, make it kind of like what people liked. If it does do well, then they're just gonna like make as many as they can out of this guy before you know he doesn't want to do them. Merchandise wise, I think. I think there'll always be merchandise because when a kid sees uh, the, a Batman movie, he wants a Batman toy when he sees one or vice versa. You know, they see the toy, they want to go see the movie. That's how kids kind of know what, who a character is these days. Right. I think Marvel. I don't think it's going to affect Todd over at McFarlane toys in any way. You know, he, he's going to make, he's probably going to end up making like movie figures and then he's going to want to make the figures he wants to make, you know, right. like last night or. And the other thing is like, as far as like say Marvel or IDW, maybe if, you know, if stores take a hit to the point where they're all, or a majority of them would have to close, maybe they'll just start bringing back subscription or just all go digital. I would hate to see it all go digital because I do love like holding a book in my hand and reading. Exactly. But. You know, well, here's my thing. I hope I'm wrong. I really do because I love the direct market. I think all those guys are great. They set up a wonderful community. You know, if you're out there, support your local comics shop. But I'm afraid it's going to go the way of the record store. You know, you'll you'll be in the middle of nowhere, and you know you'll, yeah. you'll see that random store that Which, has a bunch of you know old issues. However, though, yeah. So I can tell you, no, this is. Back in the 90s, I remember going to South Street in Philly on a Sunday um, with like my brother and a sister and a couple of friends. And that all, we ran into just that. It was a record store and it was it was actually really cool. These, you know, a bunch of Ramones records and this and that. There's also, um, I don't know if it's still there anymore, a really great comic shop there. So in a way, I think these little stores that are most likely be in a city kind of like a village setting or South street or just kind of like that hip artsy kind of area. It'll be cool to find a place like that, but not every town is going to have that. You know, it's, it's, it's going to get tough. You know, I mean, I guess we have the internet, so, you know, there'll still be internet stores selling and this and that, but you grew up probably like I did, you know, and there was a comic book shop a couple of blocks away from my house. When I was a kid, I used to skateboard there. I used to walk there. Um, those are good memories, you know, and a, a lot of people aren't going to be able to do that now, which, you know, I, I well, then again, if it's digital, you don't got to go anywhere. You just got to subscribe and read them online. So it's, it's a weird time. Yeah. These are weird, weird times, but on the plus side, I want to give a shout out to my friend, Rob McCallum, our friend, Rob McCallum, him and his buddy Jay, who also did action figure adventure have their own YouTube channel. It's kind of like a preview of the actual movie. If you're on YouTube, look him up, Rob McCallum. It's the Jay and Rob toy show. He's him and his buddy are doing what we're doing right now, except on video and much better. <laughs> so give it a listen. Just wanted to shout out. Cause 
I do believe Action Figure Adventures starts in December over in Canada. Cool. And then later on, it'll come to states. And there's a guy who just knows his stuff. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Rob. Just and and it's a it's a really good show. It's you know they talk about their favorite figures. I didn't know how big Rob was really into Dick Tracy. Huh. So that was interesting. And then his buddy Jay, the man just lives and breathes Star Wars. I mean, his whole background cool. is Star Wars. So cool. So that's yeah. pretty. Yeah, that is nice. Rob is cool. I like him. So that's, congratulations to them. Yeah, yeah, they're good people. So if you want to listen to toy more toy stuff, log on to YouTube and look for Rob McCallum, the Jay and Rob Toy Show. And then come back to us. Yes, because like all people, we're going to have our YouTube channel up and running soon, too. So Once Scott gives us the oak, we'll be there. You get to see. I don't so know. this is our Christmas issue or episode. We've taken uh, the liberty of coming up with some ideas for loved ones or ideas that maybe you haven't noticed that we can help you out with this holiday season. Tom, let me ask you this. Okay. When you were a kid and uh, did you ever look for Christmas, your Christmas presents? Yes. Only because I stumbled onto one by accident one year. Yeah. I think, it, you know, my parents, I, I did. I used to do that. I used to tell my brother and sister kind of ruined it for them. I think they wanted to know, but they didn't want to know. My parents still bust me about it to this day. They're like, hey, don't go looking for presents. I'm like, yeah, 45. I'm not doing it no more. But um, yeah, so this is actually a cool idea Tom came up with about um, recommending an idea, toy ideas, or whatever. That could be a great gift for yourself or you know, your brother, sister, boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, niece, nephew, grandchild. Boy, it walks your dog. Um, oh, Kaya, get your coffee. Yeah, this episode's really for people that aren't into toys, but have somebody in their lives that do. And you want to get them something cool. Right. But you don't know what. So hopefully we'll have some ideas. Exactly. Right off the bat, my number one. It's a little too late, but you can get it on the secondary market, I'm sure. But you're going to pay a little bit more than 350 And that's our favorite crowdfunding, the Razor Crest. Oh, yes. Which has completed at 28,877 spaceships in creation. Not one is mine. Those are... You don't know yet. Oh, like I, I said, know. Yep, you don't know yet. Santa, if you're listening. Uh, that is... I'm going to tell you... Um, that is literally one of the most beautiful toys I've ever seen as a prototype. Even with the painted picture they have out. First off, I love that ship. Um, I love the show. And good episode this week. It's good episode. I, honestly, I, I think everyone has been good. Um, I don't understand why people are pissed about Baby Yoda eating the eggs. I kind of found it funny. I don't know, but um, I think this show is so great as a single episode, as um, continuity-wise. The ship, is it's literally one of my favorite ships in the Star Wars universe, next to the Falcon and the Y-Wing. Um, and it's just like, it's just really cool looking. I mean, it's just, for a toy, it's just like, good gosh. You know, it's just like, that's what you can say. Yeah, this is a beautiful ship. I hope I, I'm fortunate enough to, to actually photograph one. So when people say like, um, Oh, you click toys, toys are for kids. You show them this sucker and then you show them that show. And then you'd be like, yeah, toys are for kids. I think not. This is a beaut. Well, I think something like this legitimizes it only because yeah. you can look at it and people will just be like, oh, he's into model spaceships. All right. I guess that's, that's true too. That's respectable. But then, you know, when they catch you like opening stuff up and, you know, shooting stuff and you ejecting. The other thing is that this is done as, like this, um, what do they do? Like a, I don't want to call it crowdfund. What do they label this as? HasLab? Crowdfunding. Oh, crowdfunding. Okay. Yeah. So this is cool because they're not making, say, 100 million or whatever kind of number. And they're like, okay, we got to make this for as cheap as possible so we can get, get it for overpriced as much as possible. And we're going to, you know, cut the corner here or there. This, they're, sending out these 
points where you pay this much money, you're going to get this, this much money, you're going to get that. And so they're saying, basically, if, if this is the ship, we're going to put all this detail in it for this price. And if you go past that price, you're going to get this extra. And it, it, it's geared in a way towards those serious collectors and you get your money's worth. You know, right. And there's, there's, you know, retail ones. They're right. so like Lego, Lego coming one. out one, right. and, which is just as cool because Lego does, they do great work with their uh, license, license things. Um, but uh, yeah, so this is like, if they were going to make this in the normal Star Wars line, it wouldn't have half of these features or, or half of the beauty that it has. It would look exactly. good. That's the, the great part about crowdfunding. You know, this is right. specifically created to collectors. Yeah. So um, I, I, but then I again, it. it's also Star Wars. I mean, literally, anytime they come out with something Star Wars, they're just printing their own money. Uh, yeah. And I'll be honest, I think it's cooler than the cell barge. The cell barge was is cool don't get me wrong it's gigantic and it's like this is kind of a cool idea but i would go for this before the sail barge any day of the week oh yeah so would i totally so on that note uh i have a christmas idea um this is actually coming out soon um there i don't know if you've seen this tom it's the tamashi nations um sh fig arts 1989 Batman. I don't know if you discussed this on the show or not. Well, I know the eyes are painted black around the eyes. This thing is a piece of beauty. Um, it, first off, it looks like Michael Keaton. It's got, um, like I said, the black makeup that would be around his eyes in the movie. That's on the figure. It does have that 89 bat symbol, which is kind of different down at the end. I guess you would call it the tail of the bat. You know, it has those little parts that go out and go back down. I love that symbol. It's made with the type of material. It's not plastic, but it's like rubber. So it'll kind of have that feeling of um, what this Batman would have made it out of. The cape, again, is like this material that actually looks sort of like a bat's wing. So it's kind of got that glossy shine, like that membrane-ish look. And it comes with rods, so uh, he can kind of hold the cape out and you know hold it across his face or do something cool with it. And then he comes with accessories, you know, like the battering, his grappling gun. Um, uh, I know that, do you remember in his in the movie, it came out from his wrist. It was like that, almost like a lever that hit that he kind of hit the guy with when he was doing. Oh yeah, it extended his yeah, it extended right, it, it extended thing, and even his gloves um, on the palm as those like grips, those little black dots. Um, the detail on his figure is just incredible. So I, I believe it also has an optional head. And it's like four left and five right hand parts. So just this thing is just incredible. And it's posable. You can probably make an incredible stop motion film out of this. Or you can do, just do some wicked Batman poses. So um, this is the Tamashi Nation's SH Fig Arts Batman. It's um, going to be on sale this month, actually. And uh, if you're an 89 Batman fan or just a Batman fan, this is a pretty sweet toy. And it's available on Big Bad Toy Store. That's right. Yes. So my second one is obviously uh, animatronic Baby Yoda. It's $79.99, but this thing does everything. It moves, you know, blinks, not talks, but, you know, it makes Coos. baby noises. Baby Coos. noises. Yeah. And Baby Yoda is popular. It is. There is no shortage of Baby Yoda stuff out there. You can get it from, I mean, not this particular one, but any Baby Yoda thing, you know, you can get it from Hasbro, Mattel, Walmart, Target. Every, every store shelf is filled with Baby Yoda stuff. You know what's interesting is that for the past so many years, the best-selling toy at Christmas for Disney has been Buzz Lightyear. Every year. It's been Buzz Lightyear, and I'm thinking, will this be the year that Buzz gets outsold because of Baby Yoda? Which that'd be interesting. Be interesting. But yeah, that's, I know this. That's a good Disney question. Disney store, especially like that, Buzz just sells like crazy. Um, but that would be cool. That would be cool to see. Um, my next one, I found it by accident. I was in Target this past week. 
I was walking around, looking in the toy aisle with disgust because I couldn't find anything that I liked, as usual. Uh, no turtles, no Mandalorian. And I happened to look down, and I don't know why, and I saw this pretty cool thing of Boba Fett. So I picked it up. It is from Bandai. It's a model kit. Now, I tell you now, I am not talented at models. Um, I cannot glue models together. I mess it up. I cannot paint the model. Um, I'm pretty okay at snap together models, but I usually even break those. So I don't have this talent. I bought it anyway. Um, and I gotta be honest with you. This is the most impressive model I've ever seen. It is stands at about six inches. It's called the Boba Fett one half scale. It come now, you know, you got to build this thing piece by piece. You're going to build because it, because it is movable. This is a movable, posable plastic model, which is the first time I ever saw this. Um, you got to build the elbows, the knees, all those kind of joints. You got to decide what kind of hands you want to put on him because there's one that could hold a blaster, there's one that's a fist, etc. You some of these pieces are tiny that um, you need a pair of tweezers to put them in. But it's a snap together model. Pieces snapping firmly. I will say I only had a trouble once or twice putting a piece in where it did kind of crack in half and fall apart. I do recommend using wire clippers or something like that when you're going to take it off the plastic rack. That way you don't have that. If you twist it off and you get that little piece of that peg left, this will take care of that. Um, and it does come with a base he can stand on and stickers. I haven't put the stickers on yet. I did finish building it yesterday, actually. Um, I'm going to try to put them on with a pair of tweezers because you really need a steady hand. Um, the pieces come color-coded. So anything on Boba Fett that is green, it's already green. Anything yellow, etc. Um, they're all numbered. Directors are in Japanese, but also in English. And um, if you're a customizer, this is a toy that you can put together very simply, most likely, because you're going to have more talent than I do, and be able to customize and paint to your liking. You can make him pretty much any Mandalorian you want. It doesn't have to be Boba Fett. But it is an incredible piece, and what really, really gets me is the fact that he um, he's posable for a model. It, I, I still can't believe it. Um, so yeah, you can make pretty cool poses. You can probably do stop motion with him. You're looking at a really cool toy, and it's only thirty dollars, um, which is I I feel a, a decent price for this model as well as a gift. You know, say your brother-in-law is into Star Wars. This is a great concept. It's Boba Fett. It's Star Wars, and it's thirty bucks. So it's you know it kind of fits all three of those scenarios. So this is, I found it available at Target um, on sale now. So if anybody is looking, or if you just want it for yourself, man, I say go for it. My next suggestion is NECA Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles figures. I love the cartoon ones. I um, think the movie ones are incredible. Unfortunately, the movie ones are really hard to come by. You're going to have to somehow go down into the, second market you know evil bay and all that to find them but they are worth it you just have to figure out your budget but superposable they look just like the 90s movie figures april o'neill and casey jones from the movie will be coming out with their figures next year so it's a nice addition to your mutant ninja turtles collection and then as an added honorary mention the super seven figures if you are a huge fan of the retro playmates line or maybe not retro but it's retro now but the playmates line back when you were a kid super seven just improved on it you know more articulation a little bit more detail these things are great you can go to super seven and evil bay i believe wave four just finished so the donatello and Casey Jones wave just were completed. But yeah, those are my suggestions. Anything turtles. I mean, even the Mondo ones, if you want to, you know, pay a premium, they're 
upwards to like a hundred some odd. But uh, right now, this is the year of the turtle, and yeah. I'm thinking next year it'll continue because Nick is doing fabulous, just fabulous work with the line, and so is Super Seven. Yeah, I like the um. I think I think they were out a while ago, but the uh, Super Seven reaction turtle figures. Mm-hmm. I like those. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, we know I'm a, I'm a reaction figure guy, but it's a cool look for them. It's a different look for them. I guess why I like it so much. Another suggestion for all you military guys out there: the GI Joe classified line. Basically, it's the black series for GI Joe, six inch, very detailed. Comes with a ton of accessories depending on which character you get. I know the first Snake Eyes had a. He came with a ton of stuff. These are great for any G.I. Joe fan. Now, it's not going to fit into an airplane or jet or tank, but Hasbro also has their retro G.I. Joe line simultaneously, and they have the vehicles and stuff for those figures. You can find them at retail at Target. So far, I've only seen them at... Or actually, I'm sorry, Walmart. That's the only place I've seen them. And then, of course, you have to pass the sword. Masters of the Universe Origins. <laughs> you know, you grew up with loving He-Man. Now share that love with your child. You know, the classics line's hard to get right now. But if you want to relive those moments as a child, Mattel's origin line. You know, they just we just did a, a toy review for Orco. Best Orco ever. Even better than classics. I don't know why. I mean, he's got that great face. He's uh, he his size is perfect for any line, even classics. You know, the classics Orko to me just seemed sm- to a bit too small on scale, and the eyes were a little off. But this Orko, you know, he's goofy looking, which is great for the cartoon. I mean, it, this is the perfect Orko for any. Masters of the Universe line. You know, 2000X, Orko was a bit big, and, you know, he looked like he had a leg under his his skirt. But, uh, but yeah, this is the best Orko. I mean, the only thing is, they should have kept, I mean, even to save costs, they should have kept the classics stand, because he comes with, like, this purple, like, bubbly effect, and I mean, he's never... I don't know where they got that from. Hmm. But it's a great figure. It's a great line. You know, support He-Man. He's back. And it he's going to be on retail in every store starting in 2021. That's right around the corner. Yeah. So jump in now because he's going to be everywhere. Do you think next year will be the year of He-Man? I'm hoping. Especially yeah. with Masterverse coming out. What is that, which- the Kevin Smith show? No, Revelations is the Kevin Smith show. That's, that's Masterverse right. is supposedly going to complement classics. They're going to be based on the Kevin Smith show. Yeah. Um, and then there's going to be the kids show also on Netflix, yeah. which is going to be interesting. If if next year isn't Yuri He-Man, it's certainly building towards it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, right now, I have some Origins figures, but... I'm really focused on the minis right now. I don't know why. I just think they're they're a great alternative. Because, let's face it, I have a p- huge problem with the He-Man face on the Origins lines. I think they should have just went classic. So I'm saving up all my money. I am supporting the line, though, with you know purchasing the minis. But I'm saving up all my, my fundage for Masterverse. And then we just got done talking, so... If you're a DC fan, and hopefully this isn't going to be nostalgia, (laughs) McFarland Toys is doing an amazing job with the DC line. He's got every type of Batman. I know a lot of people are complaining he's doing too much Batman, but he's got the license to do stuff based on the comics. His death metal figures are amazing. I mean, his Build-A-Figure, the biggest McFarland toy ever, is Bane. And he's going to have Scarecrow as a backpack for Bane. I mean, I've seen the figures. They're beautiful, weird looking. Last night on Earth, 
the Batman limited series by Greg Capullo and Scott Snyder. But the stuff he, McFarlane's creating for DC is immaculate. I mean, Batman for death metal, he's got a, a motorcycle that actually resembles bat bones. I mean, it, it's it's badass what, McFarlane, what Todd's doing right now. And then if you're a Back to the Future fan, that's another IP that's getting oh, a resurgence right now. It's crazy. With, uh, you got 4K. The reactions. Uh, and book, you got reactions. NECA, NECA. Yeah, NECA's doing the Ultimates, which are incredible. We, we talked about the lenticular picture that he comes with. That's right. Yeah. I mean, NECA, NECA's hitting it out of the park with Back to the Future. So yeah. if you're a Back to the Future fan, I mean, sky's the limit for you. Hasbro just came out with not only a comic book from IDW, but also a transforming DeLorean. Uh, and then going along the lines, here's another one for you Lego builders. If your significant other loves Lego, we, there is a ton of great Lego stuff. You got the 89 Batmobile for your Batman fans. You got the Batjet. The Ghostbusters. Ecto-1. Ecto-1 with the rust. My last one on the list. It was a great suggestion and also kind of a money saver. But you get a great deal. Mezco's Five Points Batman 66. Is this the one with all the figures? All the figures. Oh, yeah. That's the great. diorama of the Batcave. The Batmobile. The Batmobile. I mean, this is this is perfect if, you know, you're pinching pennies right now. Yeah. And, it's, and let's face it. Well, you know, with COVID, now's the time to be saving money. So, yeah. And it's nostalgic for anybody who, uh, young, uh, or somebody who watched reruns as our age or people who saw it when it first came out. That's, that's really nostalgic that, uh, that line. Yeah. And you can get it all from bigbadtoystore.com or I don't, 100% know if it's still on the Mesco store. But Big Bad will have it. So that takes care of it for our suggestions. We hope we can help you out this Christmas as best we can. So, ton of news this weekend. We had G-Con, Legion's Con, which we're going to talk about real soon. But first, let's get back to the Mandalorian. Hasbro Pulse has announced the Mandalorian electronic helmet. It's 119 retail comes with a tactical light on the outside and red interior lights on the inside. This is actually really cool. It's adjustable. So, I mean, they're making a ton of stuff for cosplayers with the Mandalorian. So yeah, yeah. once we start going back to conventions, I, I can't wait to see what they come out with. You can see a bunch of Mandalorians. Um, and I think this helmet's going to sell. It, it, if you think of like Star Wars and the most popular helmet or basically the po popular helmets Darth Vader and then Boba Fett was always like the top two Stormtroopers are cool looking um, but I think Mando's the Mandalorian's helmet I would I would actually with that Beskar steel I would put even before Boba Fett just because he's so cool looking the Black Series Remnant Stormtrooper will be a Target exclusive but as usual, it's a Target exclusive, so you probably can't find any in the stores. And if you are, it'll probably be just one. So it's kind of hard to be in, to create an army builder. So my suggestion, just get a bunch of regular stormtroopers, dirty them up. Just find a stormtrooper and dirty that guy up. Take him outside, roll him around in the dirt, a little mud. Um, even black paint will work. Well, if you can find a remnant trooper at a target, you know, congratulations. Yeah. But target's just not going to have enough for army building, even at $20 a figure. And that's actually a, such a cool idea. It's like, I always thought that, like, you know, as a kid, wouldn't it be cool to have like a bunch of stormtroopers when you played with your Star Wars? Because you maybe had one or two. You, know, you probably had like the original snow trooper and an Endor trooper. And that was it. At least that's what I had. And uh, I always thought it would have been cool to have a bunch of them. So, yeah, if you can, like, build up a whole army of troopers, that's pretty sweet. And then if you'd like, vote at thetoyawards.org and throw your hat in for Todd McFarlane's Kickstarter spawn, which Todd 
came out with a video the other day saying it's going to be released the first week of December. They're going to start shipping. There were a little couple of setbacks because Todd wanted to get the box right and everything perfect before they start sending them out. So it got a little bit delayed till December. We were supposed to get them in November, but this is a great figure. You know, I've already voted. So log on to toywards.org, vote for McFarland's Kickstarter spawn. And hopefully you'll get him on the first week of December. And if I can do a little bit of iGeek Disney here, uh, Super 7 and Firefly Brand Management. They're going to be creating a line of merchandise for, let's face it, she's one of the Disney legends, Mary Blair. Um, this would be called the Mary Blair Brand. Um, there's going to be, she's best known for her work, I'm going to say on two things. It's the outfits for It's a Small World, for designing that ride and what it's going to look like and painting the mural in the Contemporary Resort. If you haven't seen this mural, it's gigantic, and there's, I believe, a five-legged goat on it, which I could never find. Now, this is um, a three-year deal at the moment, and they're going to be coming out with like a slew of merchandise. We're talking toys, action figures, dolls, plush, trading cards, pins, coloring books, home and housewares, um, pennants and banners, glassware, bedding, art, wall hangings, uh, seasonal decorations, apparel, accessories, clothing, headwear, footwear, watches, bags, jewelry, and if the line does well, even more. And I think they're going to try to focus on her arcs. Above all things, Mary Blair was an artist. Um, there's a book out where Mary Blair's Peter Pan, where it's just kind of like, based, I believe based off of her artwork work. I know I have it. My wife and I have it. It's in our Disney library, but um, if you're a Mary Blair fan, or if you're a Disney, just a Disney Anna fan, this is, um, this is something that you're going to really enjoy. I haven't seen any items personally, but super Seven's doing it. And it's Mary Blair who is just, um, very well known. There's a, I think is a book that was called the art and flair of Mary Blair. So she's very well known within like the Disney art community. So um, I have a feeling this is going to hit well when it does, hit, when it does come out. So four horsemen had their G con this weekend, as well as Legion con, they announced a whole slew of new figures for mythic legions. So I'm just going to go off and just name them off real quick. First one was Ilthia. And I mean, it's beautiful. I mean, if you're a fan of Queen of the Dam, that movie, I mean, take that, take that figure and just increase it by a billion. <laughs> this, I mean, she, she's a, she, I don't know if she's a witch or a wizard, but it's beautiful. You know, real chains, but it's beautiful. Next one is a lot of vampires this round on uh, Mythic Legions is Barg. It's a vampire bat. Those wings are excellent. You can actually yeah. buy the wings separately for $12 at sourcehorseman.com. He is cool looking. He is, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Actually, you know what? If you customize him a little, you could have a nice man bat for your Batman collection. Yeah, that's a great point. A really great point, especially with all the customizers I met over at Econ, I mean, everybody's customizing this line. Then the next one was the Sebulus, which is just a just a bat, and you know, a badass bat, like without wings, but he's, I mean, he's built. He's a brute. He is. I mean, all these figures are excellent from the Four Horsemen. I mean, they incredible on this is like the muscles, like. The way they sculpted it. If oh, yeah, saw, with all the details. Yeah, if you saw a dude this built, I'd get out of his way. <laughs> Even with a face like that, you know, with or without, I'd be out of this guy's way. He could snap me in half like Bane. And then, let's see here. Then we have Lord Bardrick, who is, I guess for lack of a better term, a woodsman elf. Yeah, like I could, I could see the that. first time I saw this, I was like, "This would be an a great link figure." Like if you can change out the head, yeah. 
I can totally see, you know, Link. As, you know as what? You know where it doesn't make. I think when you think of Elf, you think of something automatically Lord of the Rings, Legolas, and bow and arrow. And he doesn't have a bow and arrow here. And I think that's why, like, when you first look at him, you might go, "He's supposed to be an elf," because he has an axe. But um, for the most part, like Tolkien, kind of before Tolkien did Lord of the Rings, elves are always kind of thought of as these little tinier creatures and Tolkien just kind of made them these like just great characters and warriors and you know dead shots with a, with a bow and arrow but um that is pretty cool looking the design of the armor is really nice yeah they do some amazing I mean all your favorite let's face it all your favorite toys are designed by the four horsemen yeah it just makes sense that their personal line would you know, bring it to 11. <laughs> the next one is Valak. He is a vampire ranger. And the number one question everybody has, why does he have that bird? If it's That's... dinner, if uh... he likes the bird, if he's, you know, hunting it down, I'm saying he uses it to hunt because he's got the cover over the eyes. And usually when they go, I think it's a Falcon. And when they would, hunt with the falcon they would take that thing off the eyes so the bird can go so i'm thinking that's his not i don't want to say his pet but i think that's his uh, companion so to speak i guess anyway and then artemis 2 the second figure from the same character she's a you know a great compliment to valak i like her bow. oh i'm sorry lord lord bardrick yeah, I like her bow because it looks like it's made out of a set of antlers. I'm glad you said that because the <laughs> next reveal, the moose. Moose. This thing was a huge hit. Alder, the moose. This thing was a huge hit for, for the horsemen. I, I hope they didn't sell out of them, but I mean, I saw it and I was like, I don't know why, but I need one for my collection. I mean, this is going under the Christmas tree, literally. I'm going to... So I was thinking of three things. One, to how dangerous moose can be if you come across one. Two, I was thinking of moose jaws, the Kevin Smith movie he's supposed to make. But three, the detail on this toy is incredible. From the, the neck fur to those horns. This is a beautiful creature. This toy is incredible. And not just that, the saddle looks like it has um, as if it was leather with a design carved in it. I mean, th this thing is unreal looking. Yeah, you can do some really interesting. Like for me, I'm going to customize it, but with a Christmas theme. Yeah, that's like, nice. I could put like, you know, a custom Santa on his saddle. But this is a, I mean, I'm going to go off a limb. This might be the best figure they've revealed so far. You know, and they also teased after they showed off the moose, a dragon will be coming eventually. They don't know when, and you know, no real details, but they are thinking about releasing a dragon for this line. This is one of the nicest looking realistic animals I've ever seen, toy wise. That is, of course, um, just because of the amount of detail. Well, they did some beautiful horses for. Classics line. Yeah, I would, I, I, I could believe that because when you look at the 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 moose's legs and you can see like where the muscles are and you know the the hooves how they're detailed. I, I could imagine them doing great work with horses. Yeah, but that moose face that that was that was a really <laughs> good idea. That moose face is like it's the greatest comment ever. This guy's so cool looking too. Protesters. Yeah, I mean. It, He's got a lot of. You can really have some fun with him. I mean, I, you know what? I think I want this guy. He he, you know, has a goat head. So yeah, you know, I think he's a pagan or demonic. You know, that's funny you say that though, because when I look at him, what I think of is um, Mister uh, Tumnus, I believe, from the line of Witch in the Wardrobe. I, I think of a fawn. Um. And his armor is just like he's got this great leather tunic and these great shoulder pads and these gauntlets and, you know, again, the hooves. He is really cool looking. He's got this nice staff and everything. Very cool. And then 
this guy's all decked out in soft goods. I mean, he's got some sort of like wrap made out of, uh, I'm going to probably wolf or sheep fur, but this Rabbit is fur. Baron Vuligar. The vampire overlord royalty. Now, actually, that's exactly what he looks like. Yeah. If, if, if this is what like a head vampire should look like, then you just, they, they just made the new Nosferatu because like Nosferatu is so wicked looking. This dude should be what any medieval vampire should be bowing down to. His face is excellent. The, the fur, the sword, he just looks like a mean mother. So yeah. this this is just really cool. And then they created a centaur, Aphorus. It is strange. He has a, a trident, trident with him. Maybe I that's think. part of his story. Yeah, maybe. Uh, and not the trident gum. It's the actual trident, like Aquaman. But he does have a bow and arrow, which is cool. And again, I, I always think of um these creatures from the line of Witch in the Wardrobe. But this dude is built. He's got a six-pack. And then they've also released Phobos the horse, which is just as cool as the moose, except it's a horse. The moose has that head. It's awesome. The moose face. And then here was the best part of Legion Con. Cosmic Legions will be an all-new action figure line created by the Four Horsemen, and it will be second quarter of 2021 release date. They did some very interesting stuff. I mean, we're looking at the there's like part of a astronaut looking guy, super detailed. Yeah. Another teaser they had had a planet in the background with sand and there was a skull popping out. Oh, that's cool. And what's actually cool about the teaser that we're looking at is the dome of his spacesuit has a planet reflected on it. And just that planet itself in that fishbowl kind of shape. Of the of the the glass gives it an interesting look. This does he, the detail on this one alone is amazing. It's almost like something out of Alien. I'll be honest with you, I'm really interested in this. I want to see what they do with it. Yeah, Especially, um, they also mentioned robots are going to be and, part of the line. Yeah, robots, yeah, and and just what they do with that. How how do you? There's also going to be like a creature. I mean. Like aliens, sure, kind of thing. yeah. I'm sure this line's gonna be littered with aliens. That's gonna be, yeah, it's gonna be great to see like how they recreate the robot and the alien from what we have become used to seeing. And the final surprise of the weekend was Mythic Legion's Tactics video game. The crowdfunding is gonna begin sometime in 2021. You can find out more information from sourcehorseman.com. Here is one of the awesome aspects of this. You can actually create your own character for this video game. It's going to be uh, electronic Dungeons and Dragons. Lego fans, um, Tommy, Lego is outdoing themselves every time I find something to talk about Lego. And I don't know, man, when in Rome, they have built the, the Roman Colosseum. This is their biggest one yet. It actually is bigger. Then the Falcon it has taken place of that. This has 9,036 pieces. It is 10.5 inches tall, 20.5 inches wide, and 23.5 inches deep. Uh, like I said, the biggest brick collectible in Lego history, beating out the Falcon. The beauty of the sucker is that there are th three stories from the Colosseum, so it's Gonna have just like it has the different types of architecture on the columns. The, I believe it's called the Doric, the Ionic, and the Corinthian. In the stands where the spectators sat, there are 80 ribs, just like in the real Colosseum. The bricks come in three different shades to be like the three the different types of stone used involved. Um, this is coming out first pre order for Lego VIP members who get. If they do this over Black Friday and Cyber Monday, they get the exclusive Roman chariot, limited edition to that. And then it'll be on sale Lego.com and stores November 27th, priced at $549.99. And I have no idea how long this will take you to build, but the picture 
It is pretty sweet. If you ever saw, <laughs> this, is, this is reference I'm going to use. If you ever saw the movie Jumper, there you go. Or any movie set in Italy, they use the Coliseum. So it's a really great looking Lego toy. If you're into Legos or you're into Italy. And then for you horror collectors out there, Mezco has up for pre-order Jason Voorhees from the Friday the 13th series. Now he's going to come with two head portraits, six interchangeable hands, a pair of holding hands, relaxed hands, beer gun holding hand, a grabbing hand. He's got a button-down workman shirt, all soft goods, you know, everything you've come to expect from 112. He's also going to come with a machete, a wrench, axe, cleaver, fireplace poker, knife, spear gun, and pitchfork. He's available now for $85. Log on to mezco.com for more details. I really want to see Mezco's 112. I really want them to make a Rocketeer for all for how great they make things. I think it's hopefully a matter of time, but their 112 is just incredible. Hasbro Pulse has announced a new Into the Spider-Verse wave. The Build-A-Figure will be Stickman, and it's going to include Peter B. Parker, Prowler, Gwen Stacy, with Spider-Ham. Unfortunately, Spider-Ham's only articulations in the head, obviously for safety reasons. There's going to be a Miles Morales figure and a Frogman. I remember him from the comics. That is awesome that there's a Frogman. <laughs> I mean, you can you can put him into any anything. Like there's an a uh, Venture Brothers line of figures. You can throw him, you know, giant frog man right there. Put him in Star Wars. You can put him in Star Wars. You Star can, Trek. I mean, I mean, if you're into, you know, spies or if you have any Johnny Quest figures, you can fit right in. He could be a replacement for your Kermit the Frog. And think about this. He could be a great army builder. An army of frogmen is actually kind of cool. There you go. There's also a hand ninja who will also be part of the line. They've also announced a Spider-Man negative zone as a Target exclusive. He's basically the pizza body Spider-Man, just with negative colors. Even the pizza is like negative, which is kind of weird. But he is also part of the Spider-Man retro line, and he'll be available as a Target exclusive. Rocketeer fans, this is for you and I. Um, Mondo has put out these beautiful, and I do mean beautiful, Rocketeer Tiki Mug uh, mugs, I should say. There's three of them. Now, normally, I don't like the Tiki motif, especially when it comes to a, a character. I never really feel that it captures the look of the character. However, the Rocketeer Tiki Mug does capture Rocketeer in that style. There are three different versions. They're all priced the same price of $35. Yeah, the regular Rocketeer Tiki Mug, which is basically painted like a bamboo-ish color. And they're all the same. It's just a different paint job. We have the Rocketeer Hood Ornament, which is sort of like um, a vintage gray purple. And then we have a Rocketeer Tino variant. It's like a turquoise bluish look. Uh, they're be It's beautiful. It, I you really can't tell the difference if it's the comic or the movie version, because you don't see the really you see the rocket pack, but um, it's got that Art Deco style and it is gorgeous. It's nine point five inches, and each one is thirty five dollars, which is a pretty decent price, especially if you want to try to get all three. You know, it's it's, it's it costs you a little bit money, but not not too much. So uh, this is brand new item. Um, so if you're looking for a new piece for your Rocketeer collection, this is it. Marvel Legends has revealed pictures of the Infinity Gauntlet Thanos. He's going to come with two different hands, both with the gauntlet, a new crowned head, which is kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's bearded with a crown head. $30, but this is a great figure. I mean, he's the comic version of Thanos. Yeah, he's got that grimace chin. Yeah, yeah. Nothing can defeat the grimace. <laughs> So he's available now, and you can pre-order him on HasbroPulse.com. The Bad Batch figures have been announced from Hasbro Pulse. 
Oh, these are cool. So you have Hunter with a removable helmet and removable knife. Crosshair with a removable helmet and attached gun to a backpack. So basically, you can take apart his gun and he'll attach it right to his backpack. So he can carry it around. And Also from the Black Series and Clone Wars is Asajj Ventress. She's going to have her soft goods and her double lightsaber. Very looking, very cool looking toys. The nice thing about us, uh, Ventress here, she doesn't look like a cartoon. She she looks like she can fit right into the Black Series, yeah. which is nice. And they're pretty cool. These figures are so nicely detailed that um, you know, it's like top notch. And Super Seven and Big Bad Toy Store have released a glow in the dark Mumra, which is exclusive to Big Bad Toy Store. This figure is awesome. I mean, <laughs> you've never seen Mumra glow. But it, it's really a cool mummy that glows. I mean, you can just remove his soft goods cape yeah. and just use him as a mummy, you know, fit him into other toy lines. Yeah, it looks like a staff will glow, too. Yes. Pretty cool. And he's only available at Big Bad Toy Store. Retailing for $49.99. He comes with the Super 7 Ultimates packaging, but he's glow in the dark. I mean, this is a great figure. You know, he, you can put him anywhere. He doesn't have to be Mumra. Super 7 also has the Peanuts Reaction Wave 3 that's based on the Mr. Stack storyline where they all go off to camp. Kind of, I guess, reaction for Peanuts, but they have their own look. Yeah, they really have their own look because it doesn't fit the reaction. Uh, well, it's a, yeah, but it really looks like closer to the comic version. Oh, yeah. It's, it's the style, the shape of the head, I think. You know, like. Charles Schultz had that certain way he drew their heads and that, you know, it fits perfectly. They're $18 and you can order them directly from Super 7. Diamond Select Toys has also announced a Doctor Strange cartoon version. It's an animated style. It retails for $49.99. And I don't believe it has that much articulation, if that any. It doesn't look like it. But it is something cool to put on your shelf if you're a Doctor Strange fan. Definitely. I mean, I do like the cartoon version. Yeah, especially with the movie coming out soon. be a nice little collection. Nightmare Before Christmas. This is the best of Series 1, which will include Jack, the Mayor, and Lock, Shock, and Barrel. These, they will not include diorama pieces, but will be priced at $74.97. Seri- which is up. Strange price, actually. Sorry. Series 2 will include Jack as the Pumpkin King, Sally, and Dr. Finkelstein. Also, Oogie Boogie action figures being reissued. It will come with a removable face for $29.99. And then you mentioned Mondo before. They're coming out with their own 1-6 scale figure line of X-Men the Animated Series. Their first one is Wolverine. He's going to come with... Yeah, he's going to come with multiple heads... It's going to come with a morph head, which I thought was a great touch. So colorful, too. It's like so bright and vibrant. The yellow and blue. Yeah. I mean, it is based on a animated yeah. show. Oh, I, I like he's got, he I has like those detailed lines. I, I was going to say, yeah, I like the, de- the lines for the muscles. Like the black lines there to show where the muscle is. That's actually a really nice touch. He's also going to come with six set of hands, two sets of claws, one with that opening power, I guess, power slice in the middle. Mm-hmm. And he comes with a drumstick. I have no idea why. Maybe he ate one in the episode or something? Possibly, but I would have given him a beer instead. But <laughs> Those are going to be some cool figures coming out of Mondo. I am curious to see what the Cyclops one would be. Uh, Tim Horton and Barbie. This is interesting. I have joined forces to create a Barbie hockey player. Action figure. This is, um, I don't think Barbie's ever been an action figure, a hockey player before. This is a new career for her. Has she done sports? I think she's done sports, but not hockey. I'd like to know if they're going to give her a missing tooth. You That'd know, be awesome. That would be like, you know, scars and stitches because Barbie's like, well, do you see, do you see Barbie as a bruiser? Uh, I've never seen it. Wait, wait, what is this? A bruiser. You ever, you know, that's a term uh, for a hockey player. Oh, no. I, you know what I keep thinking, though? Of the Hanson brothers from Hattrick. And that was a movie, uh, Hattrick. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. They should give her a pair of glasses like they wore. 
That was a great. They they, were, they go. Those guys are so funny in that movie. Sorry, off topic. Marvel Legends has announced powers of X figures for Marvel Legends. So they're coming out with a brown and yellow suit, Wolverine, Cyclops, and now Jean Grey. She's the interesting one because this is essentially her 70s look, Mm -hmm. but this is how she looks in the comics now. So she's kind of like a retro Jean Grey, but you can... It's not like the mask, kind of like cat-styled mask that she wears. I always preferred the Jim Lee version of Jean Grey. She just looked more... I don't know, more imposing. Yeah. You know, uh, like, you know, somebody you don't want to mess with. I this girl, you have no idea. This is the seventies. You know, she's got like a mini skirt on and it's just like, you know, you're here to go to like studio, whatever, or fight somebody. That's I'm confused. Also in the power of X line will be Omega Sentinel. She's the girl that hangs out with Nimrod and an aim scientist Supreme. So those are those bucket head looking guys. They're okay. in the yellow suits. Ectotron is a transformer with a new head and added rust features. He's basically Ecto one that transforms into a robot. A lot of these companies now, I know Mattel's doing their combination wrestlers and He-Man mm-hmm. and, you know, transformers is basically combining with everybody. They had a jet from top gun. They had a Back to the Future car. Now they have a Transformer. It just waters down both IPs, I think. You know, I mean, you know, Bill Murray never had to deal with a transforming Ecto-1, you know? I don't no. see why why we should. But, I mean, if you love it, great. I'm just for my, you know. Part of you, sure. Yeah. I'm just, I just don't get it, you know? Just. Yeah. It, like I said, it waters, to me, it waters down the overall collection, you know? Right. Not so much with Transformers. I mean, Transformers can survive, but I don't know. Ghostbusters is... WWE and, mm-hmm. and He-Man, I just I don't get it. Uh, Freakazoid will appear on an upcoming episode, Hugbees of the Teen Titans Go. He'll actually be voiced by Paul Rugg, who vo- originally voiced the character in the Freakazoid television show. Um, you know what? If they're having him in this Teen Titans episode... I wonder if there's a possibility of bringing a show back with Tiny Toons and Animaniacs coming back. Maybe this is testing the waters. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. And even Static Shock's coming back yeah. in some capacity. Yeah. And then sad news, Ken Spears from Ruby Spears passed away. He, If you're a big animation fan, you'll recognize the name. He did some of our favorite Saturday morning cartoons, you know, Thunder of the Barbarian, Turbo Teen. Not his strongest one, but the man helped create Scooby-Doo. So, rest in peace, Mr. Sears. Turbo Teen's when the guy turns into a car, right? The teenager? Yep. If he gets sprinkled, I, I believe if he gets sprinkled with cold water, he turns into a car. Hot water, he reverts back into a human. I never heard of that show until we did our cartoon episode, and uh, I looked it up on YouTube one day, and I was like... This is no offense to anybody who likes it. I'm like, this is the dumbest cartoon I've ever seen. I, it's I, weird. I, just it really is. Looking at his head expand and like when it turns that, into a car, it's like, and the, and the fact that it's water, like that works on Splash, on like on a mermaid, you know, in the movie Splash with Tom Hanks. But like, and Rama, there's a anime called Ranma and a Half. Uh-huh. It's where the it's water the does something. The water. All right. I ha- I've never seen an episode, but I, this is how I understand it. If if the person, whoever it is originally, gets hit with... Yeah, I don't know the temperature of water, but if it gets hit with a certain temperature of water, it's a boy. If it gets hit with a certain amount of different temperature, it's a girl. And you know what? I used to think that um the Wonder Twins, the dude who turned to water, was it... Uh, Jan, Jan, whatever the hell his name was, I thought he got the crappy power, Same but uh, you know, because the other one, you know, the the one the twins, one mm-hmm. turned into an animal, one turned into like a form of water. Like, wow, you turn into ice water. Yeah, they just or, got like, their Wonder mist. Comics canceled. Did they? I wonder why. And probably because it was it's the Wonder Twins. I mean, they're not. You know what? Bendis had a great idea. He was going to put them in Teen Titans. 
which I thought would have Was he writing the comic? He was. Venice is great, though. So thank you to Brian Salvatore for our open and outro music. Thank you to Shared Universe Podcast Studio. Spectre Creative. If you love toys, check out their YouTube. Special thank you to Scott. Join us on this wonderful conversation. Tell us your Christmas lists at toyspodcast at gmail.com. Listen and find us on all the platforms, Podbeam, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio. Please leave us a rating or subscribe, or you can do both. For everything we discussed here, log on to www.toy-lines.com. Follow us on all social media, Twitter, Instagram, at ToyLines, Facebook, at ToyLines, or Toy Shelf Magazine. I'm Tom Romero. I'm Ian Westhoff. Play with your toys. We'll see you next week.